Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Hello and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working hard to improve our financial IQ. The problem in America is many people think that high school and college teaches you about money and that you don't really have to educate yourself after that. 70% of Americans don't read a nonfiction book after high school or college. It's a very sad case because high school and college teaches nothing about building wealth. It doesn't teach you the principles of money. It teaches you how to get a job and it does a good job of it because the theory is the theory is that the higher your educational level the higher your pay and that works out most of the time. Not all the time but pretty much most of the time. So just remember you alone are personally responsible for your financial education. So get out there, read books, go to seminars, uh, listen to shows like this until you reach the financial position you want to be in. We're going to talk today some more about leverage. Um, I talked heavily over the last week, previous week, last week, yeah, about using hard money loans, bridge loans on single family Today I want to talk about using them on commercial property and I brought in an expert Richard Copeland. If you're safe and you're in front of a computer and you can do this, please don't do this while you're driving on your phone. <laughs> on your phone, driving and on your phone. It's racopeland.com. R A copeland.com. Now, he's not just a mortgage broker, he's he's an advisor, he knows what he's doing, he's helped our members get uh, apartment complexes and other commercial deals done. So Richard, thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Steve, thanks for having me here today. I really appreciate it. Well, I know that you've been in the business a long time. Tell me a little bit about your history. Um, did you always have your own company or did you work for another company at one time? or? Uh, worked for another company at one time. Actually, just not to go back too far, actually, I started out in electrical engineering. Worked at a nuclear mm. plant, of all places. Uh, realized that I didn't want to do that for the next 30 years. So I went, went to uh, graduate school at the University of Florida and got a master's in real estate. Then I came out here to Houston and started working for a company in commercial real estate finance. Excellent. How long have you had R.A. Copeland? Uh, about 10 years now. 10 years. And... One of the things that's going on, the conversation that we're going to head into is, well, let's talk about leverage first. Leverage is, it can allow you to build wealth literally infinitely faster than paying cash. But as a rule, it's about 10 times as fast if you use leverage, mortgages, to build wealth than it is to pay cash. And the reason I say that is because in a lot of these deals, of the single family deals we're getting in for about 10% down with the commercial deals it's 25 30% out of pocket 
So it's at least three times as fast as paying cash. Then I want to talk about this little thing that's giving a fit to the entire real estate industry, and that's the adjustable rate mortgages and how we can avoid those as we move forward. So tell us a little bit about your main product. If I come to you, I've got an apartment complex, $22 million. It needs $3 million in rehab. What type of a loan are you going to set me up in? Uh, it depends on how the, what the NOI is doing, actually. Okay. Uh, if the NOI is sufficient, that allows for the renovation dollars to be in the loan, then we'll try to do more of a permanent type loan for that particular situation and move forward from there. If not, uh, we'll look at probably a bridge product from that standpoint. Now, explain to the listener exactly the difference between a one loan and a bridge loan, the first loan and a bridge loan. Well, the first loan is a permanent loan. That's your typical five, seven, ten-year loan for a multifamily property from that standpoint. Uh, strictly fixed rate for the most part and 30-year amortization if you're going to agency from that aspect of it. A bridge loan is, I guess you would call it similar to a hard money loan from that standpoint. Uh, it can be fixed or it can be floating from that aspect. And it lasts anywhere from one to three years. But what it does, it allows you to purchase the property and renovate the property, get it stabilized so you can transition into a permanent financing. Yeah, and I think most of the deals you've done for us have been bridge loans, right? I think one of one of each. One of each? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think every deal I've ever done that I invested in was always a bridge loan, every single time. And I did some with adjustable rate, some with fixed, but with the wisdom of hindsight, those adjustable rates are scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they're gone, you know. So with your bridge loan, two to three, one, two or three years, it's let's say we choose an adjustable rate. The rates are really low, so we choose an adjustable rate. At the end of that third year, we can then refinance and go into a fixed rate loan, correct? That is correct. Assuming you're able to hit your uh, projections that you had and your NOI is sufficient that it's able to refinance you out, otherwise you may have to come to the table with money to refinance. And that's what some people are experiencing now. Yeah. And when I reach the point, okay, I've got my property stabilized, I'm at 93, 94% occupancy, do you need 90 days at that or a year at that as proof that that's the new NOI? If you're going to an agency type of situation, it's typically 90 for 90 days. However, uh, once you hit that 90% mark and you're comfortable that it's going to be stable going forward, we can begin the process of the refinance from that aspect of it. If you're looking at more of a bank type situation, they're going to make your wait a little bit longer. They want to see it for like nine months, maybe 12 months before they actually refinance you out from that aspect. And in what what are you seeing today as far as Someone comes to you and says, look, I got an adjustable rate mortgage. I got to get out. I've got a good NOI. Um, what interest rate range are they able to get out of that adjustable rate and into a fixed rate? Uh, for those deals, uh, assuming agency was anywhere from between like five and three quarters all the way up to, I'm going to say seven and a quarter, somewhere in there, depending on where the property is located. Wow, that's still better than single family. Well, if you're in a... Uh, a major metropolitan area, you're going to be on the lower end of that scale. But as the further you get out to tertiary markets, you go to the higher end of that scale. Understood. Understood. If you would, you keep using the term agency. Can you please explain what that is? 
uh, HC loan, that is a loan specifically designed for multifamily properties. Uh, typical agency lender starts at around a million dollars loan amount and it goes up from there. And it's a little bit different than if you went to like a bank because they the AC guys will allow for like a 30 year amortization where most banks will probably be anywhere from 20 to 25. There are a couple out there that will do a 30, but they're only limited typically to a five year term where AC will take you up to a full self amortizing. A full 30 years? It's typically like uh, 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, but that's a long time because you're not going to hold a property for 20 years anyway. That is as a rule, very rare. For new listeners, most of these deals are bought, refinanced, and sold in five, seven, or nine years. I've even seen a few that were bought and sold in three years, but those, there was usually a reason for that, such as a real estate investment trust, a REIT, came in and made an offer we couldn't refuse. Um, otherwise, we're going to hold it for three years, refinance it, pull some money out, and then hold it for two or three more years, and then sell it and get two big chunks of money. Big chunk at the refinance and a big chunk at the sale. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll have more with Richard Copeland. Remember, you can find him online at racopeland.com. His contact information is upper right, racopeland.com. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis, along with my special guest, Richard Copeland of, here's the website, racopeland.com, racopeland.com. And if you look in the upper right-hand corner, there's his contact information. His phone number, for those of you who can't get to a uh, computer right now, it's 281 819 1407 281-819-1407. And let me go ahead and give out the phone number to call if you have a question for Richard or myself. It's 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Or if you have a question for Richard, email it to me if you can't get to a phone. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. So we've talked about, you know, and every time you've talked, Richard, you've, you've given the option of uh, adjustable rate or fixed. So there's no time that anybody's forced to take an adjustable rate mortgage, correct? Uh, if you're doing a renovation project and if it gets to higher dollar amounts uh you typically will be on a uh, floating schedule 
from that standpoint. Most of your fixed guys, they typically start to fall off between 10 and $15 million. Then after that, you're on a uh, floating rate. Adjustable rate. Then you got to get out of that as soon as the rehab is complete. Fast as possible. As fast as possible, and get into that fixed rate mortgage, because it is it's and and it's it's been bad for a couple of sponsors, but it's good for the other sponsors because they're buying from people who are in trouble and they're lowering their price to get rid of the property. And we've been able to pick the last two deals we did: fifty thousand a door and sixty-five thousand a door. That's good. Yeah. In the Houston market? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, really good. All right, phone lines are open, 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Now, let's make sure that the listeners know this. We've only been talking about apartments, but you can do any type of commercial real estate, correct? That is correct. We probably cover everything, retail, office, industrial, self-storage, hotels, pretty much any commercial income-producing property we handle. And we handle most things nationwide from that standpoint. And we cover bridge, construction, and permanent financing. Well, when would you use a construction loan? Would that be from ground up you're talking about? That would be from ground up in most cases. However, uh, we had a client here in the Houston market. Actually, he was in Orange market. And he got a, a flooded property. And pretty much the whole bottom was wow was wiped out and he called me and said hey i need a bridge loan i said hey why do you need a bridge loan and he told me what the situation was and he had a specific a unique background and i was like let's not see if we can do a bridge loan first let's see if we can do a construction loan and we were able to do a construction loan which saved him on the interest rate and on fees up front and is that permanent is that 30 year am no that's a construction loan uh that was a three-year deal for him okay. actually in that particular case we did a mini perm so it was uh Interest only for the first two years, and it, after that second year, it rolled over to a permanent loan for the next three years. Excellent. Wow, that's a sweet deal. Interest only for the first two years. Question, was the apartment complex completely vacant when you did that? No, they had uh, eight residents. They all lived on, on, <laughs> on the second floor. <laughs> And it was about uh, it was about seventy units. They had like eight residents. They all lived on the second floor. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, I know in Hurricane Ike, we had a property in Galveston that was a two-story. Of course, the first story completely destroyed. The insurance company came in and wrote them a check for like eleven million dollars more than they had paid for it. So they just raised it. It's it's still sitting down there. Nothing but slabs. <laughs> they took the eleven million and ran. All right, phone lines are open two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. Two eight one five five eight K S E V or email me. It's Steve at TotalWealthAcademy dot com. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy dot com. And you can ask us anything. Um financing here i'm at your financing page debt equity now what's this life insurance oh uh in terms of financing for permanent permanent in most cases but they also do bridge that's construction as well a lot of life insurance companies uh, provide financing for commercial real estate oh wow it is a very big business um like 300 billion dollar a year industry 
for them. So when you pay your premiums, they go out and lend some money on a piece of commercial real estate. And in some particular cases, you have life companies where if you're doing like a construction deal, they would not only be your debt for the deal, they'll also be your equity for the deal. Wow. See, I've been telling people for a long time, the minute you put money in the bank, the minute you pay your insurance premium, those guys are going out and putting it in real estate. These insurance companies and banks own massive amounts of real estate. Massive. And people are like, oh, real estate's risky. Banks don't take risks. (laughs) You better wake up. They can't lose your money, and they know it. So that's why it goes into real estate and not stocks, mutual funds, gold, silver, or crypto, because they could lose money in that. Whereas with real estate, it's very difficult to lose money because it makes money four ways, cash flow, appreciation, equity buildup, and equity capture. All right, phone lines are open, 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Now, some of these strip shopping centers, how many strip shopping centers have you done or have you done any? Oh, we've done a lot of strips. A lot of strips? A lot of strip shopping over the years. Uh, anywhere from maybe you have a single-tenant property, that's retail that sometimes you see like a uh a verizon or a t-mobile have their own little shop to uh grocery anchor centers and large shopping centers as well from that standpoint yeah i've only been involved in two strip shopping centers and both of them the rehab literally took like two months three months it's it's pretty easy for the most part yeah um the walls are not typically structured except for the outer walls right so you just come in knock it down just move on relatively quickly from that standpoint yeah it was we just replaced the facade that took two months it was a month to get all the design work done which really i I think should have been done before so it took three months and it was occupied 100 percent ever since think about that we did like retail and you're just doing the facade you actually can have the business still going while you do the facade yeah you see that a lot of times yeah we moved them in And then we were still finishing the facade work. If you're not familiar with the term facade, it's just, you know, how you drive by certain buildings and they look like they're from the 70s. That's because the facade, the design of the exterior, hasn't been changed since the 70s. But you can take that same building and make it look like a 2024 build by switching the facade to something new um, or more contemporary. All right, phone lines are open, 281 Five five eight five seven three eight two eight one five five eight KSEV. Now tell me a little bit about Fannie Mae. I'm used to Fannie Mae with single family. How's that work with commercial? Uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they only do um, the multifamily side of it. Okay. From that standpoint, uh, they have similar platforms, a little bit different. Uh, prior prior to COVID, uh, Freddie Mac was typically the one to go to your small balance deals and typically small balance deals are between one and seven and a half million uh, from that standpoint however after COVID they kind of switched from that standpoint where where Fannie was a little bit more uh, cheaper on the rate from that aspect of it but their uh, government run deals in terms of rules and regulations from that standpoint and they offer the 30-year amortization uh, interest only just because from that standpoint uh, one of the best things people like about them, their risk management tool in the fact that they're non-recourse. So pretty much assuming you do do everything appropriately and the deal goes south, you can return the property without having them coming after you for the deficit. 
Wow. <laughs> That's a sweet deal. Hope I never get in that situation, <laughs> but uh, that would be a sweet deal. All right. Phone lines are open, 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. If you're in the commercial space, we're talking uh, senior living, apartments, self-storage, uh, strip shopping centers, buildings, uh, please check out racopeland.com. That's racopeland.com. All of his contact information is there. Reach out to Richard and see if he can help. Give him a shot because he has done well for our members, for sure. Yeah, that your comments about the life insurance companies actually putting up some of the equity, that's really interesting. Yeah, they'll come along and be your development partner along with you. Have you seen a deal like that? I have seen a deal like that. You have? Yeah. That is sweet. Because if if they believe in it enough to finance it and put up some of the equity, boy, because their underwriters are phenomenal. They know if a deal is going to work or not. And you're a good operator, that's something to look into. So I would definitely check that out. Reach out to R.A. Copeland if racopeland.com if you're interested in that. All right, phone lines are open, 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or you can email me, steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. What's the biggest deal you've ever done, million-dollar-wise? Uh, 1.5 billion. 1.5 billion. 1.5 billion. Uh, that's with my other company. Yeah. But um, that actually ended up falling apart. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it was uh, it was a company they were trying to buy out a read at the time, and we had the debt in place it was 1.5 billion. But they had to come up, I think, like a dish. They had to come up with like 700 million, and they were falling short around 600 million from that standpoint. So they only had a hundred million. No, they came up to like six hundred million. Oh, they came up to six hundred. Yeah, but they had to get to seven fifty to do the deal. So they were and shy one hundred and fifty million. Yeah, that's a big chunk to raise in a short period of time, Most for definitely. sure. Most definitely. And you mentioned about the floating rate. Uh, we've got calls from people that are in situations where their interest rates keep going and they're running out of money. From that standpoint, uh, you can try to do a refinance of that. Uh, one of the things we're doing for one client right now is we're doing a permanent loan and we're also doing PREF equity on top of that so they, so they can get out under the uh, current loan that they are under. Oh, wow. Which is a uh, floating rate loan. So who should be calling you about that? Everybody that's in trouble. <laughs> Everybody that's in trouble. Yeah, if you've got a commercial property and you've got an adjustable rate mortgage and you're in trouble right now, please give Richard a call. RACopeland.com is the website. RACopeland.com. All right, we got to go to break. We will be back after the break to answer your questions. Richard, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for having us. All right. Again, we'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening.
The stock market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. We just had our special guest, Richard Copeland. Again, if you've got commercial property and you're getting hammered by, you know, the higher interest rates, it's decimating your cash flow, uh, and you need to get out of that, please go to racopeland.com, racopeland.com, and he may be able to help you. He's been able to help quite a few people, from what I understand, because he's got access to preferred investors. And you need to take action. Don't sit there and end up losing your property because you're afraid to ask. RACopeland.com. RACopeland.com. All right. Let's move into a different subject, which is something that I've been talking about, we've been talking about on the show for a while. It's the concept of why, how do I put this, why the middle class stays middle class. And we talked about three different ways, three different things that, cause the middle class to stay middle class but there are many reasons and I came up with two that I'd like to share with you that are similar but they really have to you really do need to make a distinction that they're different from the three we originally talked about last Friday um, bold disclaimer though Every one of these stupid things that I'm about to tell you, I've done. Twice. I've actually been broke and had bad credit twice in my life. Twice. Once at like 21 or 22. And then once, I think I was about 26. I mean, it was almost back to back. Just wrong behaviors. Um... The one that I wanted to add from last week, and I'll try to get through all five, is thinking that you can be cheap and save your way to success. People will, I had a friend who literally would count the number of times that he flushed the toilet so that he could predict what his water bill would be. Okay, now that's cheap. And his idea was that he was going to save all this money by being cheap. Not traveling, not buying the car he actually wanted, not doing this event, not going to the movies. Um, or if he did go to the movies, he wasn't allowed to buy popcorn because it's too expensive. <laughs> you know, driving across town to save a dollar on tomatoes. And thinking that by being cheap, you can save your way to retirement. Well... The theory is flawed because if you look at the Wall Street Journal, 
and they say you need 4.3 million in your IRA or 401k to retire after taxes that's going to leave you about 3.3 million which I agree that's pretty much what you need if you want $10,000 a month in retirement you need about 3 to 3.3 million dollars the problem is with you guys who are cheap and you think that you're going to save on tomatoes and save on this and save on that and cheap your way through life, really all you're doing is messing out on life. For the simple fact that you can't save what you don't make. You can't save what you don't make. And I've heard this said by a million different people, but I've never saved a million dollars, but I've made a million dollars. You have to make the three million to be able to save it. Think about it. If you make, this one's disturbing, so here it comes. If you make an average of a hundred grand a year from age 20 to age 65, that's 45 years. You know, you start off at 30, then you get to 40, 50, 60, 100, 150 by the time you retire. But your average is 100 grand a year. That's 4.5 million. 23% in taxes is 1 million. That leaves you with 3.5 million that you've made. At 5,000 a month in expenses, which I don't think is extraordinary. That's 2.7 million. That leaves you $800,000 to save. That's if you don't travel, you're cheap, you miss out on life, you don't have any fun. You'll have 800k saved up by the time you're 65. That's a far cry from 3 million dollars. You can't save what you don't make. In this scenario, you would have to pretty much average $200,000 a year for 45 years to have $3 million in savings. 200000 a year. How many of you are on track to average 200000 a year? See, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The numbers just flat out don't work. The second thing that keeps people middle class is they think that a job is there to build wealth. They think that a job is there to build wealth. And it's very similar to the casino story. There's 20,000 people in a casino, say, and one of them wins $10 million. What does the casino do? They promote the one that won $10 million. They put up four different billboards around town. They start advertising on TV. They start emailing to their email list. So-and-so won $10 million. 
but they don't mention the other 19,999 people that lost money the same day in the same casino. Okay? I always admired Jack Welsh of GE. And my middle class theory was I'm going to be like Jack Welsh. I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. I'm going to become rich from my job. But I didn't do the research. GE had 150,000 employees under him, all of whom were not doing very well. <laughs> they were just average. He was one out of 150,000 people that was making $100 million a year or whatever he was making. It's just like the casino. They always show you these big corporate executives with a high pay, and it gives you the impression you can win. Just like the casinos show you the person who wins the $10 million, and it makes you think what? That you can win. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's something like one out of a thousand people, or it's one one hundredth of one percent, which would be 10,000. I don't even know the statistic anymore. It is a microscopic percentage of people who get wealthy at a job. The people that go, oh, I'm going to wait for people to die I'm going to wait for people to, for people to get fired. I'm going to wait for people to, da- to get downsized. Wait for people to retire so that I can move up. That's your strategy. You're just going to wait. Guess what? You're going to wait and wait and wait and wait. And you're going to be sorely disappointed. Jobs are not there to make you wealthy except for the very, 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 very few that make it to executive level. So that's the second reason that the middle class stays middle class. The next one is arrogance. I notice my middle class friends are extremely arrogant and what I mean by that is they'll be complaining about their financial position they'll be complaining that they can't take a certain trip or or they'll they'll say something to oh so and so's going to Cabo for a month boy I wish I could do that and making fun of somebody who is doing that and expressing that they wish they could do that and I'll go wow well why don't you read this book on real estate investing and increase your income and they don't do it 
That's sheer arrogance. Oh, I can't learn anything from a book. It's saying if you're not reading nonfiction books, you're arrogant. You can say, oh, I'm just lazy. No, you're arrogant. You think you know it all. Because if you didn't think you know it all, you would be reading. Laziness goes away real quick once you realize you're ignorant. It isn't laziness keeping you from reading. It's arrogance. You think you know it all. There's nothing you can learn. You don't need to attend seminars. Nothing you can learn. That type of arrogance keeps people poor. Listen, if you're 40 plus and you're not a millionaire, you don't know what you're doing. You better get humble. You better start reading. You better start attending seminars because you're behind the eight ball. How are you going to come up with three million for retirement if at 40, after working 20 years, you don't have a million bucks? You don't know what you're doing. 40, 50, 60 hours a week for 20 years. And you don't have a million bucks to show for it? Come on. Believe in yourself. Be careful. That sounds like not being humble. No. Believe in yourself. Be humble. Admit that what you thought was the right thing to do wasn't. And commit to reading and studying so that you can do something different the next 20 years and get a different result. Every millionaire that I know, every single one of them, without exception, has a library. Now, it may be small, like mine's not that big, maybe two or three hundred books at most. I, I say that's small because I've seen guys with libraries of 3,000 books, you know. They've all got libraries. Every successful person that I know is an avid reader. And if they're not reading the book, they're listening to it on audio. They're getting that material into their brain. You've got to be the same way. Humble. Admit you don't know it all. Admit that you need help. And then go get it. Because if you're arrogant and you don't read, you're going to stagnate. You're going to keep getting what you're getting and nothing more. Nothing more. It is insane to think you can do the same thing over and over again and get a different result. Doesn't work that way. Okay. The fourth thing is ego. Flat out ego. People blow so much of their money buying bigger, fancier cars, bigger, fancier houses, fancier watches, fancier clothes to impress people <laughs> that do not care. Your neighbors do not care that you've got the Ferrari. They do not care that you got the 5,000 square foot home. They do not care that you took that vacation for a month 
to Greece. They don't care. You're not impressing anybody. You're wasting your money. You're broke as a result. And you did all this stuff to impress your neighbors, impress your relatives. I had a guy, a friend of mine, get a $100,000 bonus at his job. He took 24 or 23 or 24 of his relatives to Disney World. Blew the whole hundred grand. And you may say, oh, that was such a sweet thing to do. No, it wasn't. It was pure ego. Pure ego. You just want to show off how much money you made. And he blew a hundred thousand. And they don't care. <laughs> so watch out. Arrogance and ego. Those two go together. Will Smith said it this way. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. Bizarre. But it's happening every day, all day long, with most people. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about the fifth reason the poor and middle class stay poor and middle class. And this is the big one. This is the big one. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. Here's an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're talking about five main reasons that people stay in their present financial position, even though they work for 45 years trying to get out of it. The fifth is really the biggest, and it comes down to this theory, what almost every person in America says is this. They go, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a job and I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. As I climb the corporate ladder, I'm going to buy the cars I want, the house I want, the clothes, the jewelry, the watches. And as soon as I've got the cars I want and the house I want and the jewelry I want, the watches, then I'll start saving for retirement and I'll start investing. Almost everybody says that. But there's a problem. It's backwards. It's backwards. See, by the time you buy the cars you want, the house you want, the jewelry, you're in so much debt that you're living paycheck to paycheck and there is no money to buy assets and build a second stream of income. How many of you remember? In your 20s and 30s, you made 30, 40 grand a year and you lived paycheck to paycheck. 
Now it's 20 years later, you're making 100 grand a year, and you're still living paycheck to paycheck. Where'd that other $60,000, $70,000 go? It's a thing called lifestyle creep. Every time you got a raise, you improved your lifestyle a little bit. Got that newer car, took those vacations you've been putting off, bought that bigger house in the better neighborhood with the better schools, and now you're making 100, 150 a year, and you're still living paycheck to paycheck. See, what the wealthy teach their kids is to buy the assets first and with the profit from those assets buy the toys. Assets first, toys second. If you look at my Ferrari, you look at my boat, you look at my beach house, you look at my home, I don't make the payment on those things. My assets make the payment on those things. That's the big difference. Now, some of you are feeling um, hopeless at this point because you are living paycheck to paycheck. Do not feel hopeless. You can turn it around. It takes effort. It takes an education. But you can do it. I've seen people that were literally negative cash flow. In other words, their bills were more than their pay. I've seen people turn themselves around from that situation. So no matter what situation you're in, I can show you how to turn that around basically in my Saturday class. And my Saturday class is only 500 bucks. Um, if you're interested in it, the first thing to do is go watch the free sample class. The free sample class is about one and a half, two hours, and it will show you exactly what we're doing differently than the poor and middle class are. And then if you like what you see in that free sample class, join up and spend a day with me, and I will show you every single aspect of building a second stream of income with real estate. To find that free sample class, go to TotalWealthAcademy.com and just click on the button there. TotalWealthAcademy.com, click on the free sample class button. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.